This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Brandon Bourgeois. So welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Team Stripes podcast. This week, we have a very high-level uh, referee with us. Her name is Stephanie Norma. Now, Stephanie has worked a ton of high-profile tournaments, including being a referee at the 2006 Winter Olympics in Turin. She has also worked several world, world championships. She's a very high-level certified referee in Hockey Canada. And uh, she no longer works competitive hockey, but now she does a lot of... Uh, charity games, and fundraising events uh, around the Quebec area. So, Stephanie, we want to welcome you onto the uh, Team Stripes podcast. Thank you very much, Brandon. So, Stephanie, how did you get involved with uh, refereeing? What's, so how did you get, uh, get started? Well, I started uh, back uh, when I was uh, 16 years old. Uh, I was at that time a timekeeper at the rink in Saint-Eustache in Quebec. Uh, so the refs there, they always uh, asked me, why don't you come refing? You know how to skate, you know the rules, you're timekeeping. And they started asking me that at uh, when I was 14. And then I was too embarrassed to go on the ice. And I was uh, scared about uh, feeling, being uh, yelled at. So that's why I decided to uh, wait for two years. And at 16 years old, I said, okay, now it's time. I'm going to start. And I started, you know, to have a little bit of money. So that, this is how it, I, I got started involved in, uh, in roofing. And were you a former player, or uh, you know, where where was your where did your skating ability, I guess, uh, come from? Yeah, uh, I was uh, playing ringette. Uh, I played a few years, so that's why I, I knew how to skate. Um, so obviously, you progressed pretty far, and you've worked like probably the highest level a female referee can get to, which is the Olympics. I mean, how was how did your career progress from those first couple of years to getting to reach those high levels? Well, at the beginning, I was, uh, you know, refing a lot of games at uh, 7 a.m. for uh, novice and stuff like that. And uh, I was improving on very fast because I was relying on my judgment at that time. But at the moment, uh, I stopped progressing because I had the, to improve on my skating. Uh, you know, when you're refing, uh, all the supervisors are telling you some points after some games. And they were always telling me, you have to improve on your skating. So at that moment, you know, I was like uh, maybe 18 or 19 years old. Uh, I didn't do anything to improve on my skating because I was really relying on my judgment. But at a, at a certain point, when I saw that I was just doing like uh, provincial or national things, uh, when, uh, when uh, I saw that uh, some other goals that I wanted to reach, like the Olympics, would have been impossible without improving on my skating. Well, I decided by myself to rent some ices and ask a power skating instructor to improve on my skating. So I was there all summer long, like for many years, at the rink to get uh, well alone or with the the power skating instructor. And I was uh, going at the gym a lot to you know uh, well to improve on my skating, the strength and everything. So at a certain point, uh, well, it showed on the ice. So everything went very well. And I was uh, going to uh, the first uh, first world championship. 
So it it was, you know, when I decided really to improve on my skating that everything went through. And how did you find out that you were going to start working like a world championship? I mean, do you get a phone call? Do you get an email? Like, how does that whole process come come about? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, we are always invited, uh, you know, at in a provincial level. So when I was locally here in the region, you know, uh, working on some games, I was uh, sometimes invited for a provincial tournament. And then when I was at the uh, national level, I did many national championships. And I started in 1995 to do nationals. And at the national level, again, you are supervised. And then you can be invited to an international tournament or a Four Nations Cup or something like that. And so obviously, like like when you look back at your career, what are some of the big memories that stick out for you? Would it be the 2006 Olympics or what are sort of the big highlights for you looking back? Well, the biggest highlight was my game, uh, one of my games uh, at the Olympics in 2006. Uh, I did the USA against Finland because, uh, well, as you know, we are not able to do to work uh, on some games where Canada is involved. We cannot ref some games from our own country, and this is like that uh, since a long time ago. So my best game in my life was, uh, you know, USA against Finland. And that was at the Olympics. I was so concentrated that at the end of the game, when I went in the room, in the referee's room with uh, my uh, linesman, I asked them, Were there some, was there some music in the rink? I was so concentrated that I never, you know, uh, realized that music was playing and <laughs> stuff like that. But that was the best game in my life for, by far. And is it tough? I mean, like you said, you, you can't do your own country's games. I mean, is that tough going into an Olympics where you're about 99% sure that Canada is going to be in that final game? Yeah, but, you know, you always know it uh, uh, a long time uh, before, you know, mm-hmm. ahead of time. You you know it, but, you know, it it's it's like that. You know, my goal in my, uh, you know, for the um, refing, uh, it was really, really to go to the Olympics and to do as many games that I I, I had the, the opportunity to do to work on, so it I knew that I was not gonna be able to do uh, the final game because uh, since 2002 nobody is able to ref their country. Mm-hmm. And working like a stage like the Olympics, I mean, uh, were you pretty comfortable once you stepped on the ice for those games where you were very familiar with maybe some of the players or even the level of play? Like, were you pretty comfortable when you stepped on the ice for those games? Yes, the only thing, and, uh, you know, when you step on the ice at the Olympics, you know that there's a lot of uh, TV, uh, you know, uh, from everywhere in the world. The first thing you can think is, don't fall, don't fall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but I was comfortable. I was, you know, ready to be there, and I was very, very happy to be there. And especially when I got the phone call, it was on September 17, 2005, um, Todd Anderson from Hockey Canada in Calgary called me and he said, okay, uh, you are selected from the for the Olympics. And, you know, when the phone rang like this and he was telling me uh, that good news, I started to cry right away. It was like a lot of efforts and mm-hmm. those efforts, you know, uh, were uh, rewarded for the Olympics because we cannot apply to go to the Olympics. We are invited to the Olympics. So uh, for me, that was very big mm-hmm. and I was very happy to get there. 
And you say like you were very proud when that happened. I mean, when you started refereeing, is that something that you thought was going to be attainable for you? I mean, did you when you started out, did you think I'm going to make the Olympics or or kind of what was the thinking there? Well, I didn't think that because when I started, uh, there was no women hockey at the Olympics. I started in 1991. Um, so there was no, um, the first Olympics for women, it was in Nagano in Japan in 1998. So in 1991, uh, there was no uh, women's hockey. So I was just, I didn't think about that at that moment because there was not a lot of opportunities. But after that, when I continued and I saw that some other opportunities about the international games and stuff like that, well, or national tournaments, well, this is where I said, okay, there's some nationals going on. I want to go there and I want to reach some goals. And step by step, I can go as the further that I can. And uh, I wanted to ask you because you, you mentioned the policy where you, if you're Canadian, you couldn't do you know a Team Canada game. I mean... Do you like that policy or do you think it should be like if you have a gold medal game, you should have the best referee regardless of country? Yeah, of course. But since 2002, well, there was a game and it was Canada and U.S. in Salt Lake City. And there was a, a ref there um, who did the, the game, the final game. Mm-hmm. And that ref was a good ref and she was uh, but she was from the U.S. and she gave eight penalties in a row to Canada, and um, since that moment, uh, the everywhere in the world for the, the Olympics or for the World Championships, uh, women are not uh, able to rev their country. So mm-hmm. it's sad because you know at the final game uh, they should you know put on the ice the best referees in the world for mm-hmm. the game, but it's like that, and we know in advance, we know ahead of time that before going to the tournament that it's going to be like that. So mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. We don't have the choice. And, uh, you know, we, we know ahead of time, as I, as I said. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a lot of, you know, we obviously have a lot of male listeners that are listening on, on this show. And uh, some of them might not be as familiar with the female game as they're with the, with the men's side. I mean, could you give us a little bit of information maybe in terms of, you know, how is it different to referee a boys game versus a girls game? I mean, is it is it different styles of play? Do you focus on different things as a referee? I mean, what are what are some of the differences we can we can look at? Well, the first difference that I can mention it's uh, when you ref a men's game. If, uh, for example, you gave a penalty to a, a, a man or a, a player, well, the the guy can just uh, you, you know be angry. Uh, you know, for a few seconds, one or two seconds, and then he goes and he sits on the in the penalty box. Mm-hmm. For women, well, you have to explain, and there's a lot of questions about the penalty, and uh, they want to know why and stuff like that. And it they are always very polite, mm-hmm. but uh, it's different because uh, women they they want to know why because they want to improve on their their play and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. this is the I think the main difference would be that. Uh, well, except, you know, there's nobody checking for women in women's hockey. But uh, it's m- maybe uh, Mark um, talking and explaining uh, for women hockey, but it's, but it's okay also with me. But do you, And do you find that, because you said there's no body checking, do you find that changes a lot of the types of penalties that you have to call? Because obviously it's more of a speed game as opposed to a physical game. I mean, do you find you do call a lot more 
you know, hookings and, you know, tr- and stuff like that, as opposed to, to the, to the male side? Uh, well, maybe not. They, they, they play smart, really. They, you know, if they are on uh, an international ice, it's uh, wider. Mm-hmm. So they are really smart on how they, they play that game and the, the positioning, it's, uh, they, they really, uh, really, uh, take the advantage of the, uh, ice, uh, dimensions. Mm-hmm. And it's very different. It's very different because, um, as you said, it's faster mm-hmm. and the, the play, they, they are, it's, uh, it's always to do the best, you know, uh, Best shot uh, on the, you know, the the hockey stick and uh, you know the best passes and everything like that. It's it's very different and they don't really uh, try on to body check or they are they are not thinking about that for sure. Okay, um, and obviously before the show we were talking about you know the certification process for Hockey Canada and basically for you the highest level that you could get to uh, when you were still refereeing was a level four in Hockey Canada. And obviously, for for the for the, for the men's side, you can we can get to a level six of the highest. I mean, is that something that you see as as a problem that we should try and make it that 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 even playing field, or where you can get to level six as a female referee? Or what what are your thoughts on that? Well, for at that moment, the the highest level in Canada was, uh, as you said, level four for women. But uh, those uh, women refereeing, the referees, not the linesmen, but the referees were sometimes invited to level six. So I was invited to the level six in back in back in Halifax. So I went to the level six and I did the test, you know, uh, on ice, off ice, and also the written test. Mm-hmm. And I passed everything. Like uh, everything was, uh, well, a success and everything. But uh, I knew that I was not going to be able to be level six. But is there a difference? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Because when you manage your game and you're working at the Olympics or at the World Championship, it's not written on your jersey that you're level four, five, or six. So, you know, it's the judgment, the positioning, and stuff like that. And um, the procedures that you have to apply. So, it's, if you are invited to level six, of course, you're going to, you know... Um, learn more you're gonna you're gonna see some different things and you learn you learn a lot when you go there mm-hmm. but on the ice really um it's not written anywhere which level you are and you have to do the best game in every game that you can do and just coming back because i think it's really interesting because obviously there's not a, as many female referees as there are male referees and like going through the different levels like if you're working a, a men's hockey game is it tougher to to gain respect as a female referee, or do you have a little bit of a tougher time kind of uh, adjusting to that? I mean, I'm just trying to get a mindset here when you're going into these games. I mean, is that is that tough to, to adjust? Well, um, at the beginning, if you if you go, for example, just one level higher, if you're doing, I don't know, Bantam, and then you go midget, if you arrive in the midget uh, level, sometimes for one or two games, they just, they are not sure. They they look at you, and but after that, when you when you take some good decisions, it goes fast. It goes very fast, and the respect is there. And so every time that I, you know, I was going higher and higher. Some people, you know, I, when you shake hands before the game and you say to the head coach, "Okay, have a good game," and stuff like that. When you are new in a certain level, some people are just they 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 are okay, but. 
it takes some time, but you know, when you take good decisions and you respect, everything is all about respect. You respect them, then they will respect you. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I referee primarily out of Ottawa in Ontario, and like we have some female referees that work the junior levels with us, and it's so funny because a lot of the time that you know we'll get we'll get uh, yelled at for certain reasons, but she might get yelled at and she'll, you know, get chirped for a different reason just because she's a female referee. Right. So it's, it's, you know, it's, there's, there, it's, it, it seems like there's added challenges just for, even if for a female working the male game, there's a lot of those added challenges that we, you know, on the men's side wouldn't really have to deal with. Right. Yeah. The, I remember back in the junior, uh, I was working in the junior double uh, league in Montreal and, uh, some people, when I was riffing there uh, at the beginning, not not, uh, not after, but at the beginning, they were yelling sometimes. If if it would have been, you know, a man uh, ref, referee, uh, they would have yelled, you know, because uh, it's not his uh, evening, uh, you know, he's not into it tonight and stuff like that. But me, if I missed a call, it was because I was, I was a woman, not because... Uh, it was not an, a nice day for me or a nice right. evening or a nice game. So it was always because I was, I was a woman. But it didn't happen a lot because, you know, um, as I said, you have to arrive there prepared and you have to make some good calls, take some good decisions. And uh, it's always a teamwork with your linesman also. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it, it was different, but not... Not a lot, you know. Yeah. Because you have to really, really respect uh, everybody, the players, coaches, everybody, and then you will be respected. So that, and you have for well, very importantly, to take some good decisions. Mm-hmm. And do you think we'll see a day where we we get the first female NHL referee? Well, that's funny because I, I went to the Round Fournier Referee School uh, back uh, in the nineties and uh, in uh, at the beginning of. Uh, 2000 um ron was always saying okay well yes there will be maybe in 10 years or 15 years of women in the nhl and stuff like that as a referee not as a linesman because the linesman they have to break up the fight and stuff like that but as a referee because the judgment is there but still there's no women referee in the nhl and i'm sure that would be possible for sure because you know if a woman knows how to skate and knows how to position it, you know, very well. And especially the judgment, sometimes I I think so that there will be one day a woman in the NHL, but the mentality has to change, you know, because uh, right now I don't think that the league would be able to accept a women referee in the NHL. But, you know, we, we don't, we never know. Sometimes I guess that, yes, there will probably one day be a, women in the NHL as as well as uh, in some other sports that there's some professional uh, referees, uh, you know, some women in some professional sports, other yeah. sports. Because I just, I think now, I think there, there's there's definitely a female referee in the NBA for basketball as well as the National Football League, if I'm not mistaken. So certainly that's part that progress has been made. So it would be great to see that happen. I mean, if, if you had to put a timeline, do you think it's going to happen the next 10 years? I mean, is it, is it going to take a long time to, to make that uh, that change? I would say maybe 10 or 15 years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was going to ask, too, because, like, my younger sister plays hockey, and for her, you know, 
her big role model would be like Marie-Philippe Poulain or the, these girls that they're seeing on, 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 you know, in the Olympics and stuff like that. And I think that's great to have these great role models. And I was going to ask, do you find yourself in a similar position for a lot of the young female referees, certainly in Quebec that are kind of going through the ranks to be able to, you know, talk to you and to be able to learn from your experience? Yeah. Some of them, they uh, ask me a lot of questions about the experience and, uh, you know, how to improve on uh, this thing or the other thing or skating or stuff like that. So some of the women that are currently riffing or that were riffing before and now that, that they are retired, uh, some of them, yeah, they, they were, you know, rely, relying on uh, some good conversations about how to uh, improve on and how to progress and um, or they asked me a lot of questions about this or th- this thing during the game and stuff like that. So, and I was also supervising at the provincial level. So, you know, when I was uh, giving them some tips after the game, some people, they were really uh, um, open to receive comments and they wanted to improve on as fast as they can. So that's a very good thing. And do you find that even sometimes you'll be at the rink and you'll notice there's a female referee and you'll, you'll stick around and just wait till after the game and go say hello to them? Yeah. That's uh, that's for sure. I went to a uh, uh, university game uh, last uh, winter. And after that, I said, I'm going to go in the room and I'm going to give them some tips. And I went there and uh, I was very happy to talk with them. And, well, they were happy too to, uh, you know, uh, be there. And uh, they asked me some questions. And that was a good thing, I think, for me and for them too. And I was going to ask you guys, uh, I know you mentioned before the interview, you're you're involved now. You you don't referee competitive anymore, but you referee a lot of fundraisers and stuff. I'm just wondering if you could provide a little bit of a uh, a little bit of your experience in doing doing those types of games. Uh, that's very nice. Uh, you know, when uh, the uh, ex Montreal Canadiens player or ex NHL players are playing for uh, for example against a hospital, like the fundraising st- for a fundraising team, uh, it's always nice because I know everybody on the ice and. They knew me too, and we see each other a few times a year, like one or two or three times a year. So it, this is good, and I really like to be on the ice, and it's always nice, you know, to ref some games still. And another example, uh, I went in a tournament just for fun, a men's tournament in Germany in uh, 2014, and I did some games there, and it, that was very, very nice. Again, it was just for fun. But it, it, it's always nice, you know, to ref some games. I really love refing, but now I, I'm very uh, uh, busy at work. So uh, after the Olympics, I was, uh, you know, retired. But uh, for fundraising and uh, some fun games, I'm always there. And I, I will be there for many years still. And uh, uh, I was going to ask, I mean, uh, even though you're doing these fundraising games, do you find you still get yelled at at all? No, no, it's just for fun. There's nothing. No. There's nothing, but it's just, uh, you know, for a good uh, fundraising thing. And no, there's nobody uh, yells. Well, if somebody yells, I, I don't mind. They can yell if they want. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just coming into the last uh, little little bit of our interview here, but uh, I would love just if we could focus on maybe providing some advice for female referees out there that are thinking of maybe pursuing the high levels that you were able to achieve. I mean, do you have certain advice? Like you were saying, you went into, uh, you know, you went into the dressing room after a university game and gave advice. I mean, do you find that you're you're giving specific advice to a lot of the, the female referees? 
Yeah, and well, the, the best uh, thing that I would say would be, uh, first of all, it has to be a passion because if it's not a passion, it's very hard to put the determination and stuff like that. So first of all, you have to, you know, think that refereeing for you, it's a passion. And then you have to start with what? With respect. You have to respect everyone, everyone on the ice, everybody, and people will respect you. And then you have to have discipline, you know, discipline to, it's not only to go to the games, you have to go to the gym to work out. You have to be fit physically fit because if a game goes in overtime you have to you know fo to, to focus on the game and not because you have sore legs and stuff like that so you have to always go to the gym and to run and to do some weightlifting and stuff like that to have a good uh, program and then you know the discipline discipline to go to the gym even if there's something else you can go you have to go to the gym and to put it in your schedule. Mm -hmm. And also something very important to know the rules by heart, you know, to always read the rule book, uh, the case book and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And also to put some effort and to be very motivated. And, you know, the teamwork with the linesman and the supervisor and the instructors are very, is very important as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, passion, respect and discipline are the three main things that I think can bring you higher. And I was going to ask because I think we, we hear on the men's side a lot that training has really changed for referees where, you know, 20, 30 years ago it might not have been as important, but now because of the speed of the game, it's so important and you kind of highlighted that. But has the training uh, regiment changed for female referees over the past several years, you find? Well, um, we didn't have any uh, specific program at that time. I don't know right now if there's some specific program, but me, I uh, I hired a personal trainer at the gym, and that that trainer was uh, training the NHL players, and he was so tough on me. <laughs> so it was uh, always, you know, um, uh, endurance and stuff like that. So and uh, and power, so and stretching also. So we put the you know the focus on those uh, three things, and. Sometimes it was very hard to do that kind, that type of program, but it worked really. It worked, and uh, because of that, because I was, you know, I, I put a lot of uh, effort into that. It worked, you know. I went higher and higher, and my skating was improving on as well with that kind of training. And uh, last question before we let you go, but uh, obviously a big part of our podcast here, we focus on how we can, you know, retain referees and recruit referees. And I was wondering, just on your, uh, from your perspective, how can we, I guess, improve the recruitment of female referees and help them uh, to, to stay on as referees? Well, uh, to recruit, I think uh, the best thing would be to go in the teams, you know, uh, at different levels, maybe when the, the, the girls are midget or college or university, to tell them what is refereeing, what is it about, and uh, that's a teamwork and you know, uh, that it's very, it's nice. And a lot of people, they have that uh, like a, a passion and it's a very good thing. And it's, you know, sport, it's our national sport. Mm -hmm. So it's to go mainly, you know, uh, in the teams just to present what is that, what is it about? And so that would be the first thing. And to retain them, I think it would be, you know, to uh, supervise them, to help them out and uh, really to, 
involve them in the game and to uh, make them going higher and higher and uh, you know during uh, well when from when they, they start and in the the upcoming years too mm-hmm. no stephanie i think that's great advice and certainly we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and you know you you had such a great career um, of all the tournaments you did and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk and provide advice and certainly I think for any female uh, listeners out there this is going to be a great uh, ability for them to learn and and uh, to improve so certainly we, we appreciate your help Stephanie. Thank you very much Brendan it was a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs>